Well, happy Valentine's Day. How y'all doing today? Yeah, awesome, awesome. Hey, give it up for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Some of you are like, well, but I don't have a girlfriend. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not really in love with anybody. But let me tell you something. God is in love with you. Jesus is in love with you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you did this past week. God wants to tell you right now, I love you. I love you. I love you. And so God has a design for your life. God has a vision for your life. Because guess what? He's the very one that created you. He's the very one that formed you. He knows every hair on your head, even those who are bald, you know? He knows everything about you. And so because of that, God loves you. And on this day where we're kind of celebrating uh, love, and there, obviously there are some people who are, you know, a lot of people in this room who are, who are married, and a lot of people in this room who are not married. And, and uh, my wife and I, we've been married for 21 years and uh, love every minute of it. We dated uh, for, for quite a few, actually about four or five years in, in college. And um, I finally got a chance to propose to her. And she, if, once I felt like, okay, I may, you know, I may have, have uh, you know, gotten this beautiful woman uh, to, uh, to love me. And, uh, and to be quite honest, it wasn't anything I did. It was God putting that seed in her heart for me and me for her as well. And that's got how, how he works. He puts that seed of love for each other in our hearts. But sometimes we need a few things to get things rolling, all right, to get things started. And you may have seen some of these. Um, I, uh, I saw this uh, somewhere on the Internet, this, um, uh, these Christian pickup lines. So for those of you, those of you who, are, um, who need a little help, you know, who are believers and, and you're, you're single right now, um, uh, obviously older students, uh, college or adults here who are single, um, here are some pickup lines you could, uh, you could use. Here's one for the guy I can use for a girl. Um, I put the stud in Bible study. <laughs> right? Uh, that's a good one, right? Uh, here's another one. Here's a guy I can t- tell a girl. Um, I believe one of my ribs belong to you. <laughs> Adam and Eve, all right. Or you can say this, you know, I didn't know that angels flew this low. That's a good one. Um, I like this one. Do you need prayer? Because I'm willing to lay hands on you. <laughs> it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> I'm not condoning that. All right, all right. So um, it is hot, in, or here's another one. Is it hot in here, or is that just the Holy Spirit burning inside you? Yeah, Christian pickup line. Or this one. Last night, I was reading the book of Numbers. Then I realized I didn't have yours. <laughs> and one more. Um, n- now I know why Solomon had 700 wives. He never met you. Yeah, yeah. So um, those are some uh, sort of pickup lines you can feel free to use uh, that uh, I wouldn't use some of those. Uh, You might get slapped in the face. But um, 
But, you know, whenever we are trying to get connected relationally with someone and trying to find that person in our life, sometimes we need some help. But when you're in that stage, that early stage, even when you decide to to get married, and even during that that eloping and that uh, that sort of uh, stage where you're well, some people elope, but that that stage where you're engaged and you're just waiting for that that wedding, and you are um, you just have in your mind that vision of what that marriage is going to be like because you don't know. I mean, you don't know. You've never spent. Uh, a lot of quality time, and you don't know to, to what you're about to spend uh, with this other person. And so before you get married, you're like, okay, I have this sort of vision of what this marriage could be like. I, I know this person. I do spend a lot of time with them, but we're about to spend a whole lot of time together. We're about to make a life together, hopefully have children together, and you have this vision in your head of what that's supposed to be. And you even, you even pray about that vision of, uh, of what it's supposed to be. Lord, share with me in my heart, what is, what is this marriage supposed to be like? What is this relationship supposed to be like? What is it going to look like five years, 10 years, 50 years down the road? What is it going to look like? Well, that's what we're going to look at today, not with our relationships, but with our church. We're going to look at that today. Yes, uh, last week we celebrated uh, our three-year anniversary here at Lake Point Church. And with celebrating our, three, our, our third birthday, uh, we talked about foundations. And we talked about building that foundation. You know, when you build a house, you lay that foundation. And the foundation is not the fun part. It's not. And, and it takes longer than you think. Because there's lots of stages that go into that. And, and you could be working for months on a foundation and still nothing to really show really what you're doing unless you go get closer to where you're building your, your house or your building. And so you have all this work and this foundation. And, um, and then finally, you see some structure going up. And that is when the exciting part happens. And I challenge you, I believe that it takes about three years to start seeing some fruit of, of what you're trying to do, whether it's a new job, uh, a new relationship. And it takes about three years for, that, for you to kind of settle in and during that three years to build that foundation. And that's what we've been doing over the past three years here at Lake Point. We've been building that foundation. And so uh, my challenge to you is now it's starting to see, uh, let's go up with some structure, let's get our hard hats on now, and let's get to work following God's vision for our church. And so I'm going to share with you what I think is our 2020 vision. And the reason I'm calling it 2020 vision is because it's a vision that, that we feel like God can accomplish by around the year 2020, our 2020 vision for Lake Point Church. But before I get into that, I'm going to share with you a uh, passage in Scripture. You can find it in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6. And if you want to turn your, in your copy of God's Word, if not, you can go to the YouVersion Bible app or Bible.com and uh, click on live events, and we're there. We also have the uh, scripture on the screen. But in Isaiah chapter 6, uh, starting in verse 1, Isaiah was a prophet. And let me tell you something. Isaiah is my favorite prophet because Isaiah, he, I mean, he uh, pretty much uh, predicted or, or prophesied the, the, the virgin birth. He prophesied how Jesus would be, would be killed. 
Even before crucifixion wasn't even a thing, wasn't even invented at that time. Hundreds of years before even Jesus came on this earth. So Isaiah, like many of the other prophets, he walked close with God. And so he saw this vision from God in the early part of of him being a prophet in in, in chapter uh, 6. And so we're going to see this vision here in Isaiah chapter 6 and um, uh, verse 1. And it says this, In the year that King Uzziah died, he was very good friends with him, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Now, this is an actual vision, okay? It wasn't a dream. Above him were seraphim, uh, angels, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling out to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Let's pray. Father, as we have heard this passage in Isaiah, thank you, Lord, first of all, for for protecting that word, for protecting the text over the years that we we get to have a glimpse of what that was like. And just like Isaiah saw a vision, Lord, show us the vision for what you would have for for our church, and also for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. In this, um, in this passage, you see um, a, a couple of things I wanted to point out. The angels had six wings. Two wings, they covered their faces, a sign of, of humility. They covered their faces before the Lord, a sign of humility. If we're going to go to the next level as a church, if you're going to go to the next level as a person that God designed you to be, to the vision God wants you to be, then we've got to approach that in humility. We've got to approach everything in humility. The second thing you saw is that two of the wings were covering the angel's feet. That was a sign of dependence. We're not going to depend on our own strength. We're not going to depend on where we're going to walk. We're going to depend upon you, oh God. We depend solely upon you. So a sign of humility, a sign of dependence as a church, as we go to 2020 vision, we're going to depend upon God as he speaks to us through the power of his Holy Spirit. We're going to depend totally upon him. We're going to walk in humility. We're going to depend upon him. And then the last two sets of wings, they were flying. It's a symbol of, of serving, of serving. They were working. And so... As we walk in this 2020 vision, we know this, 
that God has called us to do lots and lots of great things. And because of that, we want to serve. We want to do everything we can to serve. Yeah, it's one thing to, to be humble before him and to depend upon him, yes. But if you stop there, nothing gets done. We got to serve. We got to work. We got to work at this thing. We've got a structure to build on the foundation that God has been building within us over the past three years. And as you move into an area in your life to be the person God's designed you to be, you got to work at it. You gotta work at it. Yes, you gotta, you gotta face those things with, with, with humility. If you got marriage issues, you gotta face that with humility. You gotta approach it with humility. You gotta depend upon God and not just upon you. It's not just about you and your spouse. You gotta depend upon him. You can't fix marriage issues just by yourself. And then you've gotta do something about it. You gotta work at it. Same way with finances, same way with your health. I mean, you, you can add all of that to those three are very, very important to the vision God wants you to be, to the person God wants you to be. Humility, dependence, and serving, getting after it, getting the job done. And so as we talk about the 2020 vision, you're going to hear me say some of those things. I have here a viewmaster. How many of y'all have ever... Remember these, Viewmasters? Yeah, these are awesome. Yeah, we bought this yesterday. I've been playing with it a little bit. Um, this uh, Viewmaster, in, in, in case you don't know, you actually uh, look through this thing, and, and you look to see what, what picture is in here, and they have a little, a little picture wheel here, and you put that in there, and you just turn this thing, and they turn, and you can see all kinds of you know, uh, thematic things. Uh, this is sort of a, an outer space theme. I can see astronauts floating, you know, in space. But this Viewmaster is a, is, um, is a cool toy. And just like this Viewmaster, God is asking us to take a peek into his 2020 vision for us. Now, this right here, this isn't something that, that we make. This right here, God is loading the pictures into us to look at. And so um, God wants us to to peek through and to see, imagine, imagine what it would be like for Lake Point Church. Imagine what it would be like for Lake Point Church. Now understand this, when I talk about the 2020 vision, we're, we're talking about the 2020 vision for Lake Point Church. Your 2020, getting our focus right, our 2020 vision, what God has for us. I'm, I'm gonna be mentioning a lot Lake Point Church, but let me make this very, very, very clear. We champion the church of Christ. We are part of the bride of Christ. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, we are part of the same body, the same uh, Christ body as other churches around us, around the world. And so when I talk about the 2020 vision, yeah, I'm talking about Lake Point Church, but understand, I'm not putting us above what other churches are doing. We are all part. We all support what other churches are doing because we're all part of the same church. And can I tell you something? Do you know that you're a part of a mega church? You are. Lake Point Church is a mega church. You know why? Because we're part of the body of Christ. We're part of the mega church, the bride of Christ. Right now, today, there's gonna be thousands and millions of people around this world Honoring God with their hearts in worship and opening the scripture. 
So you are part of a huge body of believers. But we have a role here in this community. We have been called here. It's not just something we're just going to um, rent out this space and, and play some songs and, and you know, show some cool videos and you know, kind of show some neat little object lessons. It's not just about that. It's about doing something, making an impact for this community. So if we're going to make an impact for this community, then we're going to have to need God's direction on this. So um, as I uh, get, uh, I'm going to share with you a, um, a presentation about our 2020 vision. All right. Okay. There's our view master. Okay, so the 2020 vision, Lake Point Church, goes something like this. There's our, there's our wheel, right? Our color wheel. And so uh, through that, now I'm going to share with you some things that the staff and I have gotten together, and, uh, and we, have, we had a, uh, recently had um, a retreat, and we just sort of, we, we did a lot of praying, and we seeking the Lord, and we, uh, we asked God, God, show us. What could Lake Point Church look like? What would you like to see us do um, in the year, by the year 2020? And so we just kind of broke this down into different areas. Um, and uh, so I'm going to just share that with you uh, here today. So first of all, I want to share with you that our purpose, we point people to God through relationship with Jesus Christ, his church, and his world. That is our purpose. That is what we do. We make it simple. We point people to God through a relationship with Jesus. What are our values? Well, in order for us to do that, we value relationships. We value to be able to, to, to pull people in um, and, and uh, welcome them into small groups. We try our best to, to put people in those small groups and to serving opportunities. Uh, we don't use people. We, we give them an opportunity to serve. And so relationships are huge. That's how we're gonna point people to God. Prayer is huge for us as well. I encourage you, at the bottom of every page of our website, at lakepointonline.com, there's a place that you can submit a prayer request. Many people do that, and they go to our prayer team coordinator um, as soon as you hit submit. And so you could do that at any time. You can also, on your YouVersion Bible app, you could put a prayer request there on your connection card. And so if you want to be part of the prayer team, let us know. Let somebody at Connection Point know, because we love to pray. I pray for you. I pray for you. I pray for you by name. Not just as a church. I pray for you by name. I hope you pray for me as well. I need your prayers. Uh, God's word. We, we value God's word. We, I, I, don't, I don't skip over certain passages. Now, I'm probably not going to preach every single verse that is in this book in, the life, in my lifetime, you know. But know this. If there's something God's called me to preach, I'm going to share it, and I'm not going to hold anything back. And what's the cool thing about it is I didn't write this book. I'm just a messenger, but I've got to be obedient to that. And we value God's word in our small groups and obviously here um, in our, our service today. Excellence. Everything we do, we try to do that with excellence, not to show pride in what we do. It's just we want, you know, if, if you want to have a good garden, 
I know it's not a great season to talk about that, but in your front of your house or wherever you live, if you want to have a really good garden, you spend a lot of time making it look really good. Why? Because you like to have a nice garden. Because it means something to you. Okay? Our garden... It's okay. I mean, we have some, and, and I'm the one that kind of takes care of that usually, and we have some flowers that sort of bloom up just because they bloom up, and we're like, hey, they're back. <laughs> you know, that's sort of how we do our garden, you know. But, but the, as far as our church, we value doing great things with excellence. Why? Because it's important. If we really care about you and our community, we're going to do that with excellence. And the last value is generosity. We like to teach generosity uh, to our people. We like for our people to be generous. Why? Because God was generous to us by giving his son. Jesus was giving, was generous to us by giving his life for us and shedding his blood for us. And so that generosity is huge. And that, and, and the only way we can affect the world is if we are generous people. So that's our, our purpose and our values. So what are some things that we want to try to do with the different areas of our church? Uh, in different areas of our church, we've got worship, we've got fellowship, we have evangelism, discipleship, and ministry. So those main five areas, what are some things that we want to try to do in this, year, in this 2020 vision? Now, uh, in our worship area, we want to expand our worship and production team. We've got great needs for that. We've got to be able to expand that uh, and to involve more people. We need some position. We need some people serving as uh, as uh, stage managers, as people uh, doing uh, the words on the screen. People making videos. That's a big need right now for us to be able to capture life stories. And uh, so we want to expand that. And we also want to have a comprehensive worship education, meaning we want to teach people what it means to worship God. Okay? We want to develop that culture from uh, kids all the way up to senior adults. And so that's part of our 2020 vision. We want to have more creative worship service. We want to be able to incorporate some other arts in our worship service. We want to be more creative. In case you haven't noticed, uh, sometimes our services can be a little cookie cutter. Oh, they're going to sing three songs. We'll take a break and sing another song. And we're going to do the offering. It's sort of the kind of the same thing. And, of course, the main reason is not to entertain. The main reason is to, is to touch the heart of God with our heart. And so that gives us an opportunity to do so. But we do want to have more creative um, uh, creativity in our worship service. We want to be able to host, uh, host a conference. Uh, host a conference uh, about worship. You say, well, where are we going to host a conference? I don't know. That's God's vision. We're going to host a conference somewhere about uh, worship. We don't know exactly what would that will entail. We don't know if that's worship leadership. We don't know if that's uh, songwriting. We don't know if that's, uh, you know, sound or production and all that kind of stuff. It may start off small, but that's sort of um, a vision God's given to us. Songwriting culture. We sing none of our, all the songs that we sing uh, somebody else has written. And they're great, great songs. But I believe when a church starts singing the songs that come from our people, that is when there's a stronger connection. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And so if you're somebody like, man, I write these words down and I have no idea what to do with them. Come talk to me or talk to Austin uh, Irons. He's our musical director. Talk to Austin. And he wants to develop a musical I mean, a songwriting culture. If you want to be a part of that, we want to start doing, getting some songs from our people singing to God. 
And then we also want to have a worship recording project down the road by the year 2020. Why? Because we want to be able to tell people, hey, here's kind of what, what God has spoken to us in these songs and, and not to champion our church, but hey, hope God blesses you with this. Hope God speaks to you through uh, these songs. So that is uh, the area of worship in our 2020 vision. Our fellowship, we want to have more areas to serve. Now, fellowship is, is really an opportunity for people to serve. We feel like people fellowship with one another better when they're serving one another. You know, when, this, when these guys get up here and they, they set things up, there's a lot of um, cool time of fellowship with, with one another. When people uh, uh, set up these chairs and, and set up the, uh, the guest services and the kids, there's some sweet fellowship that goes along with that. There are people right now who are serving in, uh, uh, right now in position so you could sit here and listen to what God has uh, for us, and there's fellowship going on. Uh, but we want to create more areas to serve. We also want to have a bi-weekly member class. By the way, we have a new member class next Sunday. Cliff Evans, uh, he is our membership assimilation coordinator, and so you can talk with him. Uh, you can see someone at the uh, connection point uh, area, and if you are even curious about being a member of Lake Point Church, uh, you can go to that class. There's no obligation for you to sign up, and uh, and, and know this that um, that you you will find out more about uh, about what God is doing at Lake Point. Um, upgrade our guest environment, our guest environment all over the place. We have a few upgrades that we want to, uh, to bring and uh, to bring to that environment. We want to have developed, we want to develop training material uh, for our volunteers. We don't really have that. Okay, people, people who serve right now, they're like, yeah, you don't really have that because we just show up and it's just kind of like, hey, good luck with that, you know? Um, and you guys got great attitudes for that, but we want to be able to create a, um, a training material for that. Uh, develop leadership positions. We want more leadership positions. We have a, uh, we have a staff team, but we all also have a, a much larger leadership team, and those are the ones who really kind of get it all done, make it happen, schedule people, uh, help set things up, and, uh, and train people. But we want to develop more of those leadership positions. And then we also want to have an assimilation team, uh, people who go out and say, hey, are you involved in, um, in a small group? Hey, you're not? Well, let's get you plugged into a small group. Hey, let's get you plugged into serving. Always trying to pull people in because here's the deal. Most people, and I hear this all the time, I've stopped going to such and such a church because I, I, don't, I don't have a place to belong. They're not serving. They're not in a small group. They're not in a place where they're serving. And so they stop going to church. And so we want to give them that opportunity. So that is in our fellowship area. Discipleship. We want to have a starting point class. Man, I've been talking about this for the past year or two. A starting point class is this. It's for new believers or young believers who are like, okay, how do you have a quiet time? You know, what does it mean to read the Bible? How do you, how do, you do that? Where should I start? And so we want to have a starting point class, which is a place where, hey, start here. We're going to show you how to do these things, and then just take that and, and enhance it and multiply it in your life, and, and you will grow in your faith. So starting point class in our discipleship area. Entry-level small group. An entry-level small group is sort of like starting point class, except that an entry-level small group is for people who are like, you know, I've never done this small group thing, or I'm new to the church, 
you know, and so I want to kind of get plugged in somewhere. We want to have an entry-level small group. We talked about uh, one of our goals is to have the entry-level small group meet on campus, uh, actually before the service in, in one of the rooms here at the school. And uh, so that way it's pretty easy for them to get plugged into that. Uh, by year 2020, have 12 small groups. Have 12 small groups. I, when I was actually typing this up, and of course we got this from the staff, I, I really think we're going to have more than that. <laughs> but, but that is our goal. Have 12 small groups. We just started three small groups over the past uh, few weeks. And uh, so if you have not gotten plugged into a small group, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, we also want to start a, a, uh, a legit college ministry. We have, uh, we have several college-age students who are, who are coming to our church, and they're just kind of sitting here and enjoying things, but there's not really a, a place and a group for them to hang out. We want to create that college ministry. And then we also want to have a prayer team during our service. We don't really have that right now. We want to have, and this is pretty easy to start, we want to have people who are praying during the service. And so if you are someone who you like to pray, and we'll set up a room where uh, some people can go in there and pray for our church while this is happening, uh, we can do that. So that is part of our discipleship area. Our evangelism, by the year 2020, we want to help plant five churches. We want to help plant five churches. Now, am I saying that we're going to we're going to have satellite churches of Lake Point Church. Five. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we're going to combine with other churches to help plant five churches. We're doing that right now in Nicaragua. In Nicaragua, we are helping to plant a church there this summer. In July, if you want to come be a part of that mission trip, it will change your life. Here's what we're doing. We're doing a sports camp. We're doing a soccer camp. Soccer is huge there in Nicaragua, huge. And so we actually have a, where we're, we're, around where we're putting the church, there's actually a soccer field. It's awesome. And so um, we're going to present a soccer camp, and we're going to share the gospel. Last year when we sent a group over there, over 800 people were prayed to receive the Lord as Savior and, and ask Jesus to forgive them of their sins and come into their life and be Lord of their life. 800, and guess what? Those people have not, they don't have a church to go to. Everybody walks around there, around the villages. And so we're going to go there, and in the, while we're doing the soccer camp, there's going to be some people who are going to be actually pouring concrete, a foundation, and building a roof for this structure of a church. Now, you don't need a structure to have a church, but just to have a place for that church to meet. By the way, that church is already starting to do things as a church. They're, we just sent them um, uh, some, uh, some funds to help them buy uh, some uh, material for their kids uh, in, in their church. And so they're sharing the gospel with children already right now. And so um, you can be in prayer for uh, uh, so Pastor Alberto and uh, be in prayer for Pastor Alberto as they're doing that. So planting five churches. We want to form an outreach team, an evangelistic team, an outreach team. People who are, who are trained, and it kind of goes to the next thing here, trained to, to uh, win people to the Lord, to share Christ with others. Uh, to, uh, we've got a, lots of outreach opportunities that we do as a church. Um, uh, we've, got, we've, been, we've been doing uh, several outreach things. Eggfest was a great outreach. We're going to do that again this year. Uh, we had 1,400 people show up at Eggfest. Um, and we're, um, there's a local church 
that, that uh, in town that, uh, that used to do a huge, huge uh, Easter egg thing. And um, they're, they called us and said, hey, Frank, y- uh, y'all did the Egg Fest last year. It was huge. You know, we're, we're, we did that for a few years. We're kind of done with it. We want to give you all of our eggs. We're like, okay, that's awesome. And so we're going to have like 30,000, 40,000 eggs. I mean, it's, it's huge to do our Egg Fest this year. And, and uh, at Egg Fest, we share the gospel. We present the gospel at all of our events. And so we want to have an outreach team that, um, that we want to form, and we want to be able to train them, uh, train that evangelistic team to go and share the gospel. Whenever at Eggfest, they're going around strategically building relationships and asking people, where are they at with their relationship with Jesus? Have they ever heard about Jesus? Most people have in the South. But what does Jesus mean to you? You know? And so we want to be able to do that. We want to be able to do 15 mission trips. 15 mission trips by the year 2020. We've got some other places we want to be able to go. We've got some places locally, uh, I mean, in the south we want to go. And then uh, on the national level as well. We want to be able to to baptize 300 people by the year 2020. 300 by the year 2020. I mean, that is very, very doable. So 300 people. And what that means is this. You and I... We need to make connections with those people. We, remember, we value relationships. So we've got to value relationships to, enough to where we don't want people that we know or that we meet dying and going to hell. We don't want that. And so we want to bring them to here, and they are going to hear the gospel message. Um, and we also want to expand our mankind ministry. Our mankind, we have a brand new ministry um, that um, led by uh, DJ Edson, and um, this is basically if, if if you're a guy that man you like to you like to do things with your hands, you like to work at it, you got tools and, and uh, you've got a little bit of knowledge. Um, Daniel will connect you with uh, some people in our community that just need a, a helping hand. Whether it's it's some uh, elderly women who are, are widows, you know, or or maybe a, um, a, a single mom situation where, where they need some help and they don't really know how to do things. Uh, we've, we want to expand that uh, to greater lengths, our mankind ministry. And then we also want to have an expanded sports ministry. We do, uh, we do our sports camp this summer. Uh, we've done it the last two summers. We're going to do it again here at Lake Point. We've had over 70 people uh, pray to receive Christ as Savior at those sports camps. We want to expand those on a greater level. They're building a 180,000 square foot indoor facility at Lake Point Sports. And uh, with, our, with our partnership with Lake Point Sports, as the church that, that's part of Lake Point Sports, uh, we're going to be able to use some of that to where we can put on some camps and to where we can share the gospel. So we want to expand that as well. So that's our evangelism area. Um, and then our ministry area, I've kind of broken this up into two different areas. We have our kids ministry and we have our student ministry. And our kids ministry area, um, Wes and Val, they feel like we need to uh, be able to have our, send our kids on a mission trip. Our kids need to do a mission trip. And we want to be able to celebrate kids' milestones in their life. We're not really doing that right now. We're not really doing that. When, when, when a kid um, has prayed to accept Christ as Savior, at, at the one-year mark, we want to be able to send them a card and say, hey, happy birthday <laughs> to being uh, a believer. 
And so uh, we want to be able to celebrate those things uh, with those kids. Uh, individually aged groups, what that means is this. We want to be able to, um, to split our kids up into different aged uh, areas as we grow, which means we're going to need volunteers. At our, at our staff meeting this past Monday, Wes Irons and Valerie Irons stepped in and said, hey guys, awesome week, but we need some more help. We need some more help in the kids area. And so if you're someone like, hey, I could help in that. Now, when we, when we schedule you for kids area, it is our intent that you're not there every week. We want you to be able to communicate with other people and fellowship with others and be part of the service. But, but the kids area, we need people back there rotating on a monthly or maybe every six-week basis. So if you think you can, hey, I'll give up a service a month or a service every six weeks to go back there and help. Hey, sign up on your connection card. You, you still have it. <laughs> sign up on your connection card. I can help with kids. Or let us know at Connection Point. Uh, we also want to um, upgrade the, um, the creative environment. We want to upgrade the kids area. I know it's kind of hard to do that with us meeting in a school, but there are some things that we can, we can do in our kids area. We've done that here, even on the stage. We've, we've been able to upgrade some things here, but now it's time to take that area where the kids meet and have it more creative space. We're going to have a Mother's Day Out program uh, t- uh, down the road, which means that we're probably going to be more of in a, in, in a permanent location, you know, or, or something like that. But we want to be able to offer a Mother's Day Out program. And here's the reason why. Because we can share Christ with those kids and those families. So we want to be able to do that. And then also preteen ministry. We don't really have that right now. We have kids and students. I believe that around the fifth, uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade are crucial times for, for our kids and our students. And so we want to sort of separate that off and have a preteen ministry to where uh, we can share with them and partner with parents um, uh, in, in that. So that is, um, that is our kids' ministry area. And our student ministry, we want to be able to have a student band. We have some, some students who are, are musical and we're going to get more students. By the way, our small groups, our student small groups are growing. Uh, we have a high school small group and a middle school a small group. And, and uh, new students are coming. In fact, there are students here today who they got introduced through our church, through their small group um, that they went to. And so thank you guys for coming here today. But we want to have a student band. Students, I'm going to challenge you. If you want to play in a band, I mean, what's, co- I mean, what's, what's cooler than playing in a student band? I mean, everybody has a student band, right? I played in the student band. It was awful. We sounded awful. awful. I was a drummer and the lead singer. So just imagine. <laughs> Go on, Phil Collins. So, so, the, um, so if you are a student and you're like, man, I want to play in the band. I want somebody to teach you. We will help teach you how to play an instrument, okay? And so we really want to start that. We have some students who can sing, have great voices. We want to be able to utilize them in a student band. A leadership team. We really, really need a leadership team uh, for our student ministry. Jackson does a great job, but Jackson, a lot of times he's like, man, I, I, I really would love to get the advice and opinions of others. And so we've decided we need to form a leadership team and for our student ministry. So if you're someone like, hey, I, I love that age group. I love students. If you want to be involved in our student ministry to make it grow even more, we need your help. We need your help. Sign up on your connection card. Sign me up for a student leadership team. Or I want to help with students. 
or whatever, or see Jackson. Family ministry team. This means we want to partner with strategically with families to help them raise their children. And, and this really encompasses uh, uh, kids and students. And so what we want to do is we want to tell parents, parents, what are your biggest issues? What are your biggest struggles? How can we partner alongside you to make your job easier and uh, to support you? And, uh, and then obviously build disciples with our kids. Uh, mission trips. Uh, we, uh, we've talked about a few things, uh, going to a few places on mission uh, trips for our students. Now, they do Splash Bartow, which is a great thing here in town. But they want to go and do a mission trip. And so I've, I've taken students on many uh, mission trips across our country. And uh, so we have some open doors uh, for that. Uh, they also want to have a space at Lake Point Sports. They want to have a place that they can go to and say, hey, here's where we, where we meet for service. Or here's where we just sort of have a hangout time. And so we're praying that over the next few years in our 2020 vision that God will give that to us. And then also plug students into serve. There's lots of things that students can do. We're not doing a good, a good job right now of plugging students into serving. There could be students who are helping, uh, who are helping with the, the production side of what we do. We, can, we have students who are helping to take up the offerings. Got to make sure they give it back, you know? We, we, have, we have students that can help with a wide variety of things, and we're really not doing a good job of that. And we need, to do, we need to do a better job of that. And so, um, and along with this 2020 vision, we, we looked a, took a hard look at ourselves and realized, hey, we're not doing this, we're not doing this, we're not doing this. We need to do these things. And so be looking for those opportunities. All right, Lake Point Profile. Look at that first thing. Let me remind you of something. Lake Point Sports is expecting 5 million people, visitors a year, 5 million visitors a year. Avatron Park, if you haven't heard of Avatron, it's coming. It's, it's being built literally right behind us. Pagamine Road, 3 million people is what they're expecting. When they hopefully close on their, on their land deal around March, they're going, to, they're going to be fully funded from day one, which means it's going to all be built. Boom. Three million visitors. Do you see where we're located? Right in between Lake Point Sports, Avatron Park. And you know, can I tell you something? We've set out some signs at Lake Point, but we haven't really been strongly intentional about getting those players and those teams here on Sundays. And here's the reason why. We haven't had hotels. People aren't staying around here because there haven't been hotels. This is the first summer and the sports, in, especially in baseball, when you have hundreds and hundreds of teams coming here. And now we got hotel space. They're starting to come. Eventually there's going to be 24 to 26 hotels built on this whole Lake Point sports property. So imagine that. Year 2020, lots of hotels, 5 million people, 3 million people. Um, we got to get ready for that. So starting this summer, remember, we laid the foundation and we're building a structure. 
And so we, I've already had conversations with people to help us because of the connections that God has given to us. Remember, God is, and we're humbling with, we're very humble with this. I don't know why we're at the same table. I don't. We, we did nothing. We just said, God, we want to start a church. They invited us to the table. So we're at the same table with people that can help us and people that can help us get to this next level to where we can reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is a bottom line. Now, you may say, look at that, that number, 1,500. I can tell you something. That's just a byproduct of what we're going to be doing. You put all of that stuff I talked about before this, all that stuff, 300 baptisms, all these outreach opportunities that we have, that, we're, that we continue to do in our community, all these people that are coming in, that's just a byproduct of what is naturally going to happen if you and I take this seriously. If you and I put the hard hat back on. Now you may, I, I, I want to make sure you understand something. I'm not about trying to build some sort of mega church because we already belong to a mega church. We're part of the body of Christ. I'm not trying to build it so I can get, you know, maybe I can get paid more, that sort of thing. I don't make those decisions. We have a board of directors that make those decisions. I don't make that call. But here's, here's the deal. Those kinds of numbers tell me this. Lives are being changed. And people are coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ. It is my goal and my hope that none of those come from people who are already actively involved in a local church. I want people who don't attend church right now. They are out of church. They are de-churched. They used to go, and now they're not. And also, we want people who don't know Jesus, who, need to, who, who want to accept them as Lord and Savior. We want those kinds of people coming in to Lake Point Church. And so you look at something like that. Obviously, we're going to have to have multiple services. Also, by then, we're going to have to have a, have a building plan. Where we're going to be. You know, when we leave from this school, the plan is to go to the movie theater that's built on the North Campus. And, and, and as soon as they get that road built <laughs> up past Wendy's over the railroad track, you know, they'll start on Boomtown. That is our next home. But can I tell you something? That's reserved for us. But we may not, we may not go there. God may have something else for us. We, we don't know. But all we do know is this. God has great plans for us. We're, we cannot just sit here and sit on our hands and do nothing. We've got to walk in humility. God, you brought us around this table, around uh, the same table as some of these folks. We've got to depend upon God, like Isaiah talked about, or like he saw in the vision. We've got to depend upon him. And then we also, we've got to serve We've got to do something about it. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. God gave me this verse for our church before we even plant it. I have it written in my Bible. This is a verse for Lake Point. 
It says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Lake Point Church, don't give up. We're just getting started. Like I shared last week, we're just getting started. We laid the foundation, and now it's time to not be weary and to do good. And then Ephesians 1:18 says, I pray, here's my prayer for you, that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Now there's a lot of people living their lives that they don't know what their inheritance is. They don't know, they don't have Jesus. It is our prayer that God will open their eyes. But it's also my prayer that God will open up our eyes to see what God has in store for Lake Point Church. It's time. It's time to build the structure. And it's time to start living that 2020 vision for Lake Point Church. You know, when you look at this, and you know this, if you've used this before, this doesn't work unless you have one thing besides these elements. You have to have light. In order to see the picture, you've got to hold it up to the sun. You've got to hold it up to the light to see the vision. Church, as we go towards God's 2020 vision, we will keep that vision in the light of Jesus Christ in the light of what God has for us. We will keep that vision right there shining towards the sun. And the vision that God has for you is the same. Not all these things, but the same as this. Whatever images God has for you, that person in your life, when you look at it, keep looking at it through the light of Jesus Christ. Keep Jesus in your life. Now, if you're sitting here today saying, Frank, I, have, I, I, I don't really have this. I, I, I don't know what this looks like in my life. I need God to speak to me. I need you to pray for me. I'm going to be out there in, in the lobby here in just a second, and you're going to have an opportunity to talk with me. We're going to pray, and we're going to, you know, if, if you need some help with other areas, we're good with that. We're here for you. But if you don't know what that light is, if you don't have that light, if you have darkness in your life and you can't see that vision that God has for you because of that darkness, you have that opportunity right now to get that right. So every head bowed, every eye closed. We're gonna, we're gonna pray, we're gonna um, receive the offering and then we're gonna be done. But just at this moment, if you're sitting here today and you're like, Frank, I, I don't really have that vision. I need that vision. Or, or Frank, I don't have that light inside me, that light of Jesus. I need that light to see what God has for me. If that is you, if you need that light of Jesus, with no one looking around, you need somebody to pray with you, just simply raise your hand. You need that light of Jesus in your life. You need that light of Jesus in your life. Yeah. And if you're sitting here today and you need to say that prayer, say something like this, say, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for letting the dark in. I'm sorry for pushing the light out. Please come be the light in my life. 
forgive me my sin and be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. As the ushers get ready for, uh, for the offering, uh, y'all, can I tell you something? I was, I was a little scared sharing this with you today. You know why? Because it's big. It's big vision. And part of me is like, oh, just should I share this? And God's like, I need you to share this. There needs to be a direction. Lake Point Church needs to know where I'm taking them. And I need Lake Point Church to walk in humility and dependence and to serve. So that is our challenge, Lake Point Church. And so obviously that's going to take um, our offerings. It's going to take our generosity. And so one of the things we like to do is we like to give God thanks for all he's done. We like to be joyful givers and cheerful givers like the body, uh, uh, like the, uh, God's word says. And uh, like God wants the body of Christ to, to act. And like on Valentine's Day, I don't give a card because I have to to my wife. I give a card because I want to, because I love her. You don't give because you have to. You give because you want to. It's a cheerful, cheerful giver. So Lake Point Church, let's take up the offering. Let's do that. Let's ask God to bless it. God, we ask you, Lord, to bless this offering, magnify it, multiply it to touch your kingdom and let people come to know you as Lord and Savior. Uh, Because of that, we ask you, Father, that you take this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. about you guys, but I'm pretty excited to see that long-term vision for our church. Um, I just, I just kind of get excited to think about being involved in God's work in such a magnificent way. So I hope you guys are excited too. We've got a couple opportunities that are coming up a little more quickly, uh, not that long-term vision. One of them is next Sunday, and that is a new members class. So if you're not a member here and you're interested in learning more about it, we have a class for you. It is next Sunday at 9 a.m., so a little bit earlier, 9 a.m., and um, it's going to be right here at Lake Point Church here at South Central Middle School. And if you attend that class, there's no pressure for you to join afterwards. So if you just want to come and find out more about us, then we would love for you to go to the connection point in just a few minutes and sign up for that class. So again, no obligation to join, but we'd love for you to find out more about us. And the other opportunity is called Student Reach Weekend. For those of you who've been coming here several weeks, you know that's coming up and we're really excited about it. It's going to be March 4th through the 5th. And this is for our students, and it's a great discipleship weekend just to really train them up. So we really hope that you can help um, have your students be involved in that. 
The cost is only $20 for the whole weekend, and you can get more information and register for that right outside at Connection Point. Well, thanks a lot for being here this weekend, and we hope you have a great week. Happy Valentine's Day.